0: Ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program and podcast and video cast known internationally as Smokin' and Toasted. The reason I say internationally is because one time I was in Mexico and I like watched an episode that I had saved on my phone. So we're known internationally. Absolutely, international. <laughs> that's just how it works. <laughs> Welcome. It's smoking and Toasting it's show number one hundred and one.
1: Holy cow! Holy show one hundred. Yes, yeah.
0: So yeah, here we are, Ian. We have both. I think uh, first of all, thanks to everyone who made show number one hundred so special. All three and a half hours of it, and <laughs> and uh, and I it just you know I, I can't believe we've actually survived it. Like that was we're, we're both here and and ready to drink and and talk about. Uh, cigars and stuff.
1: we We had so many guests on. It was so fun. You just turn to the guests and you wind them up a little bit and go, yeah, and oh. we, I think we talked less in that show yes. than ever in, in a show. In three and a
0: half hours, we talked less than we've done on any episode <laughs> of the show, it's, it's, uh, which is normally an hour long. So it was,
1: uh, we had the, the guests were so great. The interaction of the guests yes, was amazing. Yes. I it was such a fun it, it
0: time. was it was such a good day. So for those who may have missed it, and please go back and listen to it if you've got you know three and a half hours to spare, or even if you don't, go listen. to you listen it You can listen to it in pieces. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's uh, we invited everyone who'd ever been a guest on the show. And a couple of people who hadn't been on yet, but who were, you know, kind of just people were hoping to have on, or friends or associates or whatever. And so, of course, not everyone could make it. But we had a group of about yeah, about 20 uh, people, I guess, that were, yeah. that were there and gathered. And so we kind of shuttled them in and out. We had seven mics live at a time, and we just kind of shuttled people in and out. And you're absolutely right. Once we sat, Jeremiah uh, Butler from B&B <laughs> Butchers and, and, and our old buddy Chris... Heart yes. down in the same Panel and just said welcome back To smoking and toasted then you and I could have Just yeah. gone taking a long leisurely walk And had That's a cigar because right. they were like All, <laughs> all over it it was, it, was, it was really it, amazing it to was, watch it them It really was awesome yeah and so many people who are Passionate about you know spirits and, and craft mm-hmm. Beer and uh, and and cigars And so it, so it was really wonderful And thank you again to everybody who was Involved including by the way our uh, Sponsor we're brought to you by b Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington National In Houston And in the shops At Clear Fork In Fort Worth Now How do you follow up A show number 100 Free for all
1: Well That's a good question Yeah It really is I
0: I struggled with The Trying to think about so it for I think, a while
1: So I think today What we have to do Is we have to follow it up With about 50 vodkas
0: That I think would be A fantastic <laughs> idea And so We have invited Actually we Like actually, it's the only thing That can follow that <laughs> up right. Well actually I, I was going to say it, it Like it was a grand idea We've invited Chris Sowell From Deep Eddie Vodka On and she's with us Welcome Chris Cheers It's nice to have you here Of course She's had a standing invitation For some time This is just the first time We were able to make The schedule work Because she's She's one of those people Who like works for a living mm-hmm. You know She's <laughs> She's out there actually doing stuff And uh, and being called from one corner of the of the region to another To, to do stuff with Deep betty And so we're going to talk all things vodka Deep betty vodka Plus, Chris, I'll be interested in hearing what you think about this A really interesting story that came to light um, just today Well, I, I became aware of it just today dun, dun, dun. A new study shows Scientifically That People who drink Red Bull and vodka start fights.
2: I 100%
1: support that concept. Okay, okay, good. okay
0: good. So we'll talk about it. But this is actually, this is one of those things that, Ian, you're looking at me like, who did this study? I could have told them that.
1: <laughs> well, there's that. I actually went through a Red Bull and vodka phase quite a few years ago. Yeah. And um, it's easy to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, You turn into a little bit of a zombie because you're wide awake, but really good and drunk. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, What I will tell you is, whether there's scientific proof or not, I will tell you from experience it gives you a heck of a hangover. Yeah, that like you're right because they're, those two things are kind of fighting against
0: each other, actually, and that's very true. But it, it does remind me of your favorite slogan from Malort, which is "Tonight's the night you fight your dad." <laughs> it, <laughs> you gotta love Malort. I mean, <laughs> well, Ian, see, I had never I had totally Malort, surprised and, him with and it. he surprised oh, me with it two shows ago, a surprise and, tasting, and, and then just had the. Um, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. Had the intense pleasure of sitting there watching <laughs> my face when I tasted it for the first time. Mm-hmm. After he had sort of built it up as being something that I might really enjoy. Oh,
1: yeah. Uh, and- well, no, I let you. Uh, that was conjecture. I let you. Uh, <laughs> okay. I right. let you infer that um, because uh, because I basically just said I'm bringing something special. Right. (laughs) Right. That's true. It is a national treasure. Now, at this point in time, I may have lost a little bit of trust with Cruz. (laughs) (laughs) But i got to tell you, the comedic side of that was so good. I'm figuring you thought it was worth it. It's what I'm figuring.
0: (laughs) It was was great. Oh, man. So we got a lot of stuff to do today. We're going to be tasting all kinds of deep, Eddie. We're going to be tasting uh, some really cool beers. We're going to say our last... Uh, Sort of fond uh, hello and goodbye To summer, even though it's still Very, very hot here in uh, The greater Houston area, which is where the show Originates, uh, it is starting to cool Off in other places, uh, or getting close To it anyway, and so this will probably be Our last summer beer that we'll try for uh, For this particular year Sierra Nevada's Summerfest Crisp Lager is on the tasting Menu today, as is the New uh, Session IPA from 8th Wonder called Procrastinator Mm. Uh, So we'll look forward to that, and then Oh, Ian, I just have a feeling that this is going to be one of your moments on the show <laughs> uh, Lakewood Brewing Company's Lion Share Anniversary Ale This is where they take several different bourbon barrel aged ales And combine them looking for a specific sort of a Thing profile, and profile, oh. and and flavor. So it's 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 a very limited release. Uh, so we'll be doing that, and of course, deep Eddy vodkas, which I'll tell you outright. I'm already a huge fan of. We have uh, uh, lots of deep Eddie, uh in the uh, in the cabinets at home, and I, I enjoy it. So we'll be talking about that. And by the way, I I, I will tell you. Uh, we'll get to this later in the show, but uh, Nat, I have smoked my last Nat Sherman cigar. I will never oh. smoke another one. Oh wow! Yes, yes, I'm I'm pissed.
1: Oh, It's going to be a good show. So
0: so I'll tell you about that, and we'll see if you feel the same way. Uh, And I have a feeling you might, so so we'll get there. Uh, But I do want to ask you, assuming it wasn't a Nat Sherman, uh, if you smoked anything interesting this week. So uh, I had a
1: Nat... No, I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) I actually, you know, I did uh, something I hadn't done in a while, and uh, Ken from... um, Casa de Monte Cristo was on the yes. show uh, last week and reminded me you know how I met him. is I, I would go by Casa de Monte Cristo, have a cigar, and then come here. On and your talk way about to the show. yeah. So I did that today, and I hadn't done it in a while. It was wonderful. So I said hi to him. We hung out for a little bit, uh, and he recommended a cigar that he's I hadn't had. He's an awesome had dude, by the way. Yeah, that. he's super cool. He's super fun, and he's super knowledgeable about stuff, too. Um, so he recommended, because uh, I said, I need something. That I haven't had before. And he asked me about, you know, 15 different things. I was like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, I've had that, I've had that, I've had that. And then he goes, well, what about David Office? I said, well, I'm real familiar with the. Um with the Winston Churchill Davidoffs, right. which are quite good. Now, mm-hmm. Davidoff is known primarily for their kind of more mild cigars, right? But they're,
0: they're outstanding cigars. They're like they're very much like uh, in profile a Macanudo right, or right. Uh, uh, a Monte Cristo, like the the sort of standard uh, blend. In that they're smooth and creamy and light, but extremely well made. Right, right, yeah. and
1: they're very traditional cigar flavored cigars. Mm-hmm. Generally right, speaking. Right. And um, So anyway, uh, we went through it and I, I was telling him that And he goes, well, try this This is actually a, a departure from what they normally make They came out with it a few years back It's their Nicaraguan Box Press mm. This was definitely medium, maybe even into the full range If not in the bigger set. Of, yeah, wow Yeah, which wow. was pretty exciting It was a real pretty cigar It's a, a Habano Oscuro Wrapped uh, Robusto is the size I had It's a 5x48 This is a $14 cigar, okay? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put that out there right now because that puts it in the category of super premium. Well, and, and it
0: it raises your level of expectation. Like, right, this needs to wow you.
1: Right, right, and it's Davidoff, so you mm-hmm. have to, right, you have to expect it's going to be good. the uh, the, the wrapper was this beautiful reddish, uh, smooth, kind of uh, the construction was beautiful. It had a medium firm kind of feel. This was a box press, so it uh, you know felt like a good traditional box press. Um, The pre-light sniff uh, had a kind of pleasant earthiness and pepper spice to it, kind of smell. The pre-light draw, I use a punch. I generally default to punch. Smooth, very little effort. Uh, Pepper, red pepper kind of flavor going on in there, and some leather was Mm. uh, what I tasted on that. The initial light on this, the peppers... Right there in your face. It's like a red pepper. It's like really a cayenne interesting
0: because I don't think of Davidoff as pepper right. in cigars it's at
1: all. Right there. But in it your is face. Nicaraguan, so. Yes. So uh and then you get some spices and some hay and maybe a little oak in the finish. It was really nice. The wood was really interesting in this. The first uh, third of this, solid ash, okay? Mm-hmm. The, I didn't even tip the ash after the first third of this. Davidoff is really well yeah, matched. Yeah, I mean, by. this was amazing. Uh, definitely medium body at the beginning of this. Uh, red pepper, slightly sweet with a woody kind of sawdust. Definitely I was tasting oak, I think, on the finish. Um and more of the same wonderfulness there. Uh, the second third of this gets more complex. The flavors all round out. The leather, the wood uh, prevail. The pepper spices actually back up, a, uh, back out just a little bit. It had a real sharp woody retrohale to it. That's when you blow it out your nose. Some cigars you don't want to do that with, by the way, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it will just burn your uh, sinuses. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, I finally about halfway through this cigar, so I'm into about the middle of the second third of this cigar. When I finally tipped my ash intentionally, so I could preserve my shirt. Because, you know, it will fall on my shirt. Yes.
0: Yes, that's where it'll go.
1: So I get to the last third of this cigar and I find that this cigar makes amazing smoke rings. Like oh, I so couldn't you're a... stop making you're a smoke ring, ring guy. I didn't even know that about you. I couldn't stop making smoke rings. I know the people sitting around me were just like, Why oh, okay. is this guy staring at his phone making smoke rings? <laughs> <laughs> Did you shoot video of your smoke rings? Uh, No, I probably should have. I Uh, I need to remember to do that kind of thing. Yes, that'd be a good Um, idea. The pepper spices were picking up with with kind of a tangy zestiness to them, which was really interesting. Um, The sweet flavors were kind of rounding out the flavor. I was having way too much fun with the smoke rings. I wrote that in there three times, by the way, (laughs) because I just couldn't stop doing it. Um, The zest and pepper were kind of on the tip of my tongue, and then the sweet and woody flavors just kind of rounded out the whole palate. It was a very... Full experience cigar. It was pretty amazing uh, how much of my palate it took up because wow. it really, like, every puff was a big, nice flavor all the way through the uh, the, uh, the experience. Final thoughts. It had a perfect burn. The, per- the burn was so perfect, I didn't even think about it until an afterthought, mm-hmm. you know? Right. Um, outstanding complexity throughout. Smoke rings are fun. <laughs> the changing profile creates an experience. Price versus quality, solid six, even at fourteen dollars. Even at fourteen dollars, that's $14, huge. I enjoyed that's it huge, tremendously. Yeah.
0: So this is like this is like getting a a ninety four rating if you were to like yeah. do a cigar aficionado type yeah. rating system. Because it, if you're saying at fourteen dollars, you're saying a, you're saying if this were twenty bucks, you'd have been like happy. an eighteen to yeah. Yeah. to twenty dollars cigar. Huge. I would say that's really, and it's really not huge. even a
1: very big cigar. I'm so happy with it. Uh, Kudos to Ken for uh, turning me on to that. I will pick up more of those, even and, at that price range.
0: And, of course, you have just given me an idea for our next Cigar 101 segment, which is we have got to have you teach everyone how to blow smoke rings. Because <laughs> I'm really, really bad at it. I, well, I, it, yeah. it
1: depends on the cigar or pipe uh, yeah. that you're smoking, because some, some cigars have less dense smoke and some have more dense smoke. So when you have... One that has a really dense smoke. And it's not necessarily the amount of smoke, it's the, the density of the right, smoke right. itself. Because last week on the show, I smoked a cigar. Um, it was that inch. Oh, it was that inch, yes. That, ha- that was the smokiest cigar ever. It just had so much smoke, but it wasn't real dense smoke. Right. Like it this. was lighter, fluffier. Right. Mm-hmm. This one, is just the smoke was perfect for smoke rings. I, c- I couldn't stop blowing smoke rings. Well, fun. We, w- we will get you another one, and, <laughs> and you will train us So all. now I'm known at Casa de Monte Cristo. You know that guy that's the the guy guy the 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 sits sm- yeah, yeah, <laughs> over there in the corner by himself <laughs> and blows smoke? <laughs>
0: I so. yeah. <laughs> well, I had a very different cigar experience uh, from you this week I uh, smoked the Oliveros uh, Gran Retorno Number 2 Or Gran Retorno 2 um, A very nice looking cigar Smooth with a pretty light brown wrapper It's Ecuadorian Habano wrapper It's Nicaraguan binder and fillers So this sounds like it's going to be my cup of tea uh, but the pre-light was very grassy, aroma of, of sort of wheat. Y- you know what it had? Sometimes like when you get those, uh, I, I, like a really cheap Connecticut cigar, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a budget cigar, and it's got this sort of
1: sweet wheat uh, aroma to the pre-light You know what I'm talking about? I think sometimes that translates to me as a slight ashtray kind of smell
0: Well, maybe I mean, it's not It's not, It's not. not a burnt smell Because right. you haven't lit the cigar yet But it's got this, this kind of like, okay uh, and, and you're sort of maybe hoping like that Maybe like moldering hay Well, you're sort of hoping that when you mm-hmm. light it That won't be the prevailing right. uh, smell Because it's not really something that you'd want to sit and have that As your overwhelming flavor for the cigar So, anyway, I lit the baby up uh, Punched it uh, As As with you, I'm um, I'm kind of leaning on the punch these days. Um, it lit and burned nicely. There were lots of grassy notes. It smoked much more like a Connecticut uh, than a Nicaraguan. Mm-hmm. So it surprised me a little bit. Uh, I kept waiting for the cigar to do something. I read a review uh, describing notes of, and I'm not kidding, this is from the review I read, Cuban toast.
1: Specifically Cuban Cuban
0: toast, toast. yeah. I don't know how that's different from... You know, good old butter crust, but uh, uh, a Cuban toast apparently is a thing. Uh, nuts and cedar. I got grass and wheat. That was pretty pretty much wow, it. Okay. Uh, I read this review, which really praised the cigar after I'd smoked it, and I thought, you know, maybe my palate was just like out of sorts. That happens sometimes. You smoke something and you go back and smoke another one later. You go, why didn't I like this? This was great. Uh, so a couple days later, I smoked another one. I'd actually gotten two in a variety pack. Mm-hmm. Uh pretty much the same experience. Overall, pretty disappointing. It's a seven dollar cigar, but in fairness, I've I have i have seen places right now I can buy them online for five bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, price to quality, four. Four. Smoke a nicelibre for half the price and enjoy it twice as much. That's oh I was
1: gonna say, even at five dollars,
0: yeah. you give it a four. At five dollars, I give it a four. At seven, I'd give it a three. And Nicolibres you can pick up for
1: three to three fifty yeah, yeah, and you enjoy can, them tremendously.
0: You can smoke two Nicolibres for the same price and enjoy each one of them, you know, at least twice as much nice. as you did that. So so that's the reason it wasn't like it was a bad cigar. It just didn't do anything right. special mm. and for the price you got to, you know, you got to step up. So you it's good step. with Malort. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> oh. what I'm saying. Compliments okay. it. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and start doing some Deep Betty Vodka tasting. And I understand, Chris, and I'm looking at the – these are beautiful, by the way. These are You've already mixed some cocktails here.
2: I did. I love oh. a tasty cocktail, so
0: I, I whipped up a little something. This is one of the reasons we just like hanging out with you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plus, uh, we talked about this two shows ago. We didn't talk about it last week because it was a free-for-all. Um, but Ian and I attended the uh, amazing, amazing whiskey event, the uh, Houston Whiskey Social. And we actually uh, took a camera along and did uh, a number of segments, which we edited into one segment. We were going to play that for you on show 99, and there was something wrong with the file. That's been corrected. So that will, we'll be playing you that on today's show. Awesome. As well. uh, so we have that to look forward to. Uh, plus, uh, yeah. We have a busy show. We have a busy show. Why we're swearing off Nat Sherman? uh, Coming up, at smoking and toasting. We'll be right back with some delicious deep etty.
1: Awesome. I can't. I can't. So you have to watch that episode, and it's it's fine if you fast forward to right when he takes a sip he does this. He goes... Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen.
0: It is Smokin' and toasting. We are show number 101. We are brought to you by B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave. in Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth, Texas. A bipartisan group of lawmakers, all of whom voted for the Tobacco Control Act, in 2009, giving the FDA the uh, ability to uh, to be the controlling body over uh, over tobacco, uh, a bipartisan group, all whom voted for that, have come out now in support of an exemption for handmade cigars uh, in the latest legislation that is uh, that's up for debate. Uh, in a letter that was addressed to uh, Dr. Scott Gottlieb, the FDA commissioner. 13 members of Congress expressed concern over the agency's decision to regulate handmade cigars as they do not believe it is consistent with the intent of the Tobacco Control Act. And if it's all right, I'd like to take just a moment to recognize these Mm -hmm. senators, congresspeople who have... Like stepped out and come to their senses or or however however you want to put it. These guys are stepping Maybe out. Maybe even listen to their constituents. Yes. Uh, listening mm-hmm. to their constituents, absolutely. So I think they need to be recognized. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, these are all representatives. Kathy Castor, Democrat from Florida. Uh, Dennis Ross, Republican from Florida. Uh, Gus M. Bilrakis, a Republican from Florida. You're going to notice a lot of Florida oh, in yeah. here because the cigar industry is a huge part of the Florida economy. Um, uh, uh, representative uh, Alcee L. Hastings, Democrat from from Florida, Fred Upton, the Republican from Michigan, uh, Joe Courtney, the Democrat from Connecticut, uh, William Lacey Clay, uh, who is, I believe, a Democrat from Missouri, and then there's uh, Ileana Ross-Lehan. Uh, Laneman, I'm sorry, a Republican from Florida, uh, Eddie Bernice Johnson, a Democrat from Texas, John Shinkus, a uh, Republican from Illinois, Robert Brady, a Democrat from Pennsylvania, uh, Dina Titus, the Democrat from Nevada, and Bill Pasquale the Democrat from New Jersey. So this is uh I just want you know a lot of times we are very critical of our senators and congressmen when they are supporting boneheaded stuff that makes right. no <laughs> sense. So I wanted to really step out and recognize these. That are uh, that are you know that are doing it right. Yeah, Thanks, that are doing guys. it right. Now let me let me get to some bad news. <clears throat> there is a. Uh, I was just I was absolutely shocked when I read this, and then I thought, no, it makes sense. But I am officially done with Nat Sherman cigars. I'll never smoke another. See, and I thought you were going to review a Nat Sherman cigar. <laughs> yeah, be... No, nope.
1: I thought you were just angry about a cigar you smoked.
0: So the biggest cigarette company in America has asked the FDA not to spare handmade cigars. From the pending regulation.
1: Now, wait a, it, say, wait a second. You said cigarette company. Yes.
0: In okay. a letter sent to the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, Altria, the $25 billion company behind Marlboro cigarettes uh, in, and the largest tobacco concern in the United States, asked the FDA to not exempt the small handmade premium cigar industry from its tobacco regulations. There is a great uh, quote in this article I got this from the cigar aficionado uh, website and I wanted to uh, I wanted to read you this quote and let me just find it from Marvin Shankin who's the uh, senior editor at um, at uh, cigar aficionado um, I just want to make sure I find that uh, anyway so the reason I'm never smoking nat Sherman again nat Sherman's owned by uh, this company and it's a very very small piece of the company that owns Marlboro that seems like cigarettes. they're
1: shooting their own selves in the foot a little bit there. Well, right? but they
0: don't care because it's such a small piece of what they do. Man. Right. Uh, so what they're really trying to do is they're trying to make sure that the cigar industry, particularly handmade cigars, uh, things on the premium side, that they are having to take on any handicap that they, the cigarette industry, are having to take on. And they're willing to sacrifice their net. That Germans. seems a little but childish. I'm not, not going to support them. Because it should be two so. separate
1: industries. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, it mean, should be. It, it seems like well, be. if we have to do that, then you do too. But well, you're not exactly in the same industry. Here's,
0: here's the quote from Marvin Chankin from Cigar aficionado. He says, "Given Altria's dominant position in the cigarette market and the machine-made cigar industry, it's no small wonder it is against aiding handmade cigar makers. Uh, cigar makers. Frank, frankly, Marvin Shanken says." It's shameful that this 25 billion dollar company would run a, run a try and harm many of the smaller cigar makers in order to protect its huge market presence in cigarettes and machine made cigars. The handmade cigar industry is made up largely of small family owned companies. Handmade cigars are completely different from machine made cigars and cigarettes. They deserve exemption from FDA regulation. I just love that he I just love that he was like that that he worded it that strongly, yeah, you know. So anyway, no more Nat Sherman for me, and that's a shame because I had actually finally found a Nat Sherman cigar I really liked. Uh, it was uh, one of the, that little robusto that was the Maduro, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, that was got uh, box pressed. Loved that, but uh, that's all right. There's plenty of other cigars. I think, I I think like. I'll have to join you on that because plenty that's a little reprehensible. All right, so. Uh, now let's move to something exciting and positive And it's the Deep Eddie's in the house And uh, Chris <laughs> Sol from Deep Eddie is here Chris, welcome uh, I've known you for a while, and I think Ian has too uh, But I don't know if I really completely understand Exactly what you do at Deep Eddie I know you're an ambassador and they, a representative They make 50 and, vodkas And yeah. <laughs> I know they make 50 vodkas just seven, but, just yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> what is seven What does is your, your job entail, actually?
2: Um, The quick answer to that is that I cover Southeast Texas, primarily Houston, Mm -hmm. and I visit all the bars and restaurants, share my love of vodka with them, and Mm -hmm. then if it's a bar and restaurant that maybe doesn't have someone helping them with their beverage program, and they need a little bit of help creating a cocktail or finding a new way to put something on their menu or they want a staff training, I go in and help love them up for that as well.
0: Oh, that's very cool. Awesome. So, yeah. so you've got lots of friends in the uh, Houston bar and restaurant scene. Lots and, of uh, friends. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they like, hey, it's Chris, the vodka lady. Yep. We just make <laughs> so, it rain vodka. Now, uh, <laughs> Deep, <laughs> nice. deep Eddy obviously, is hugely popular in Texas. Uh, how far does the brand's reach extend? Uh, beyond texas
2: we are very fortunate we are a baby brand still Mm -hmm. in a interesting way we're barely eight years old Mm -hmm. um having said that we are in all 50 states we are in canada we are in all u.s military outposts that's awesome so if you have people maybe um army navy overseas they can Mm -hmm. get a little taste of home and at least find maybe ruby red or lemon d betty and their outposts, so they can have a little taste of home while they're overseas.
0: Now, as far as Texas vodka is concerned, obviously the the elephant in the room would have to be Tito's. I mean, they're uh, they're huge; they've got uh, huge market presence. They grew very quickly to the place that they hold now. How does somebody like Deep Eddy? How do you how do you look at Tito's, and how do you position yourself? Uh, uh, you know, I hate to say against because you might you might not look at it that way. Like, like what is when you guys get together and go, okay, we want to make sure we're maximizing our thing. Of course. What you, what what is Tito's to you guys?
2: Um, I look at it from an interesting perspective. I was bartending when Tito's was launched. Hmm. That and for me, Tito's put Texas beverages on the map. They really did. I I didn't know mm-hmm. any bourbons or vodkas or really anything being made in texas at that time other than tito's so Mm -hmm. they did the hard work for us in an interesting way Mm because they've been around tito's has been around what 20 years it's it's been a really long journey for him but he really hit it big in the last decade so for us being a brand that's really only eight years old Mm -hmm. they paved the way for small brands to be able to come in and share a slice of that of that market By making Texas a household brand,
0: and making vodka something that could be associated with Texas, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's absolutely because obviously vodka wouldn't be the first. You would probably think when you think Texas, you probably think whiskey. You would probably yep. think tequila uh, before you would think vodka in terms of like, oh, I bet there's some great, <laughs> insert spirit here in right, right. Texas, right? Yeah, you know, and so, so, but you're right because of Tito's uh, and how big they've become yeah. nationally and internationally, um, it it has sort of expanded that Texas vodka footprint. Now, you obviously. I've got to come out with a product that will sit on the shelf alongside those guys and uh, sit at the bar next to them. So, what was what was the goal in terms of when you're crafting your, you know, your first, your baseline Deep Eddy vodka? What did you say? Our vodka has to be this.
2: Have you ever heard the Deep Eddy story?
0: I, I don't know if I know the oh. Deep Eddy story.
2: I'll cliff Notes it for you. Okay, let's do
0: it. <laughs> Actually, let's it's, taste something while we're doing it. Sure. Yeah. So uh, first
2: up, I have our D-Buddy uh, original vodka. This is the original. Yes. This is so it's our original vodka and that it's our neutral, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's our 80 proof, so it's mm-hmm. just normal vodka. Um we normal are vodka. normal vodka. I love we that. make flavored normal vodkas. Vod- yes. This is our original, but it is not yeah. our first product.
0: Okay. All that right. is an interesting product. I have part a feeling we're going to find this out in the cliff notes. Yeah, so you'll get it in the okay, cliff notes. Okay, so this is mm, Mm. That's an amazingly smooth
1: vodka. It's way smoother it, than you'd imagine, just you straight really, vodka yeah. at room really, temperature, <laughs> tepid vodka to be. That's uh, what we do. Way no. smoother <laughs> than you'd expect. I, I drink a lot of straight vodka, or as
0: I like to call it, martinis, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, <laughs> but but I don't drink a lot at room I think temperature. He's speaking Italian, and it's really amazing how. Easy to drink, that is, at room temperature.
2: That's the one thing I really appreciate about our product. There's not a lot of residual heat. We're mm-hmm. 100% corn-based. Right. And we did that for the purpose. Our first product we ever launched was actually the sweet tea. So it was really important for them to have something that plays and brings a little bit of sweetness to the table already so you can add less sugar to it. So using yeah. a 100% mm-hmm. corn-based to make the vodka gives you that little bit of sweetness profile, really, really low heat. We use a column still for that purpose so that it drinks really easily. And we didn't set out to make the world's greatest neutral vodka in the beginning. We just wanted to make a really great base to make flavored vodkas with. Well, it has to so, start with a good,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, obviously it does. But but I yep. did, see, I did not know that the company really started with the design of let's make great flavored vodka. One
2: hundred percent.
0: And then in order to do that, you got to have uh, a great yep. base to to start with. Well, that's one of the one of the reasons that I think your flavored vodkas, and we'll be getting to these as we go here. But one of the reasons I I think that yours. Are such standouts in the flavored category because I'll be really honest with you, I don't like most flavored spirits. I don't. They they don't (laughs) they don't hit the palate well. Right. But every time I try one of the Deep Eddy flavors, I'm like. Well, this is how you're supposed to do this. Like this, <laughs> this is how you know what I mean. Like when you drink the tea, Betty Grapefruit, you're like, "Well, well, yeah, I totally get it." Like this is, uh, this is what that's supposed to taste like. Oh, we love sound effects here on the show. Yeah. So, uh, love so, a little ruby red. So we we don't have a uh, big budget to go out and buy like a sound effects library. So we kind
1: of just create our own. And, <laughs> And, and And we like it that way, but uh, I have to tell you, I just tried the lemon one and mm-hmm. it's, yep,
2: you have a little lemon sipper right here. It's a
1: little bit dangerous.
2: <laughs> so the joke for me working in bars and restaurants with lemon is how many lemon drops do you make in your bar? And everyone's like, oh, I hate making lemon drops. I know. You know That's gets, what I do to bartenders it, little I don't like. A little bit of this a little bit that. I was going to say, if it's, I get a crampy bartender,
1: yep. I order lemon drops. I, I was
0: going to say, yes, it's, absolutely.
2: It was like the bane of every bartender's existence for a long time because kind of like the Cosmo. You
0: can go to my house and ask for lemon drops. Oh, <gasps> <I> the travesty. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's, it's one right. of
2: those things that people consider really time-consuming for just being a martini mm-hmm. or a shot. So our lemon drinks like lemonade or like it a lemon right, drop in really a bottle. Does.
0: Right. So if you it's, are going to make is there a recipe for a lemon drop with Deep Eddy lemon or do you just pour the 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 vodka over ice and call it a day?
2: That is preference. Um, I actually like our Deep Eddy lemon with a little bit of extra Maybe either lemonade mm-hmm. or a little bit of sour mix with it, just to kind of take the the alcohol down a little bit. Is that
0: what I see in this pink uh, container here?
2: So that is a prickly pear lemonade, but that is oh. actually made with our original vodka and a little okay. bit of prickly pear syrup. All right,
1: there's we're, a there's we're another that. There's another so. drink that starts kind of like a lemon drop. It's like it's like a birthday cake or a chocolate cake or something. Oh, chocolate yeah.
2: cake shot. Yeah, it's Frangelica, and now yeah. Deep Eddie Lemon. I was gonna say <laughs> if that, if that tastes like
1: where it starts. Like it's yep. like,
0: it's, it's, it's like more, less like chocolate cake. Am more I showing like a, off my? I've been at a bar before. You are <laughs> more that's like one of my favorite square. cocktails. <laughs> okay, yeah. so I tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back and taste some more Deep Eddy vodka. Plus, I already asked uh, Chris before the show started. If she would be willing to taste beers with us, and she said yes, yes. so uh, we'll get that process started uh, in the next one too. And don't forget our uh, our, our video segment from the uh, from the big event, the uh, the whiskey social, uh, where Ian and I were loose. They let us out for a night on the town. Uh, we'll be sharing that with you. Oh man, that looks good. See, I'm Yum. I'm loving this cocktail idea already. We'll be right back at Smoking and Toasting. so we don 't do this a lot on the show, but as a uh, as a nod to the the great and the amazing and the unbelievable Aretha Franklin, just a little uh, bump in and out, Aretha passed away uh, today or last night i 'm not, I'm not sure when it was, but sometime between the time when I went to bed and the time when I got up this morning, uh, the news broke that uh, that Aretha had passed away, and we knew she was not doing well and and sort of sort of saw it coming but uh, Wow, what a talent! Oh, amazing! What a talent! So, uh, so welcome back to segment number three. It's smoking and toasting. It's show number one hundred and one. Uh, we'll be tasting some Summerfest crisp lager in this segment, and I'm going to pass that over to Ian actually because I do not uh, have an opener on me. But uh, uh, but while he's while he's taking care of that, let's go back and talk to Betty Vodka again uh, just for a moment. Sure, Chris. Chris the um, the first product you guys released. Oh, that, Ooh, was, that nice. was a good sound. That was a really good one. First product you released was the uh, sweet tea. The sweet tea. Now, sweet tea. Now is is the idea behind sweet tea exactly what it sounds like? Like it's supposed to taste like a glass of sweet tea, only it's only it's vodka. Yeah. Uh, that, it's ta da! It, you did it.
2: I mean that's the that's the Cliff Notes story of our of our company. Mm-hmm. We had two original owners, Chad Aller and Clayton Christopher in Austin. Um, Clayton was the brains behind Sweet Leaf Tea. You know the non alcoholic tea yes. with the little granny on Absolutely. the bottle, right? Yes, yes. That was his like okay. brainchild. Mm-hmm. Where Chad came from Fall um Fall Valley Vineyards. And so, so he, was he a came wine from guy. wine family, okay. right? Gotcha. Yep. So in doing the wine, he'd kind of been dabbling in making a Texas vodka. It was a little different than ours, but kind of the same. It was it was meant to be a super premium vodka called savvy. So these two guys are hanging out on their porch one day and they're mixing savvy vodka and sweet leaf tea.
0: Was Savvy savvy on the market, or this just something that they had because they... It was, but it was a
2: really small, kind of a Mm -hmm. private brand. It just really didn't go very far in the beginning. And so with the two guys sitting there making cocktails, it was right about the time that all of the sweet tea-flavored vodkas were hitting the market. So there were other brands that were doing it, Mm -hmm. but they weren't using... The
0: right ingredients. They were kind of taking
2: some shortcuts just to get Mm -hmm. the product out there. That happens, yeah. And um, our two guys were like, well, with my knowledge of tea and your knowledge of vodka, we could take over the world. Right.
0: Well, and that's That's really interesting to me because it makes so much more sense. Like, if, if I thought that the company started because. Uh, it's based in Austin, which is where Tito's was based, and Tito's yep. was doing their thing. It's like, well, we can do that too. Like that's so much less interesting than <laughs> right. than if you started going. That no, just you know wasn't what? the point at we, first. Right, we can we can do this. but <laughs> but of course, in order, just like you were saying, in order to make it work. You would have to have a great base product, and yep. and you really have come up with that. Uh, and I think, um, I I think I gave this away earlier that uh, I love uh, vodka martinis, and so the vodka's got to be, it's got to not have any of that astringency to yep. it to really really work in a martini. And that's one thing I love about uh, about D Betty is it makes great vodka martinis nice and cold um i'm also sipping on this is the uh this the lemon the lemon yes and and just going back to that whole lemon drop uh <laughs> uh experience
1: and and it really is there so i tried the grapefruit one too the grapefruit's nice the lemon is is really good well yeah <laughs> like, i see, really like the lemon tina yep. i i have to i have to
0: wave the flag for the grapefruit because that's a we're ne- we never are out there's Couple of things we're never out of at my house. One is plantation pineapple rum, oh. and the other is uh, D-Betty grapefruit. Well, it's funny because
1: I think I have a little bit of that at my yep. house as yep. well. I don't have any ne- of the other ones right now. Not never yet. We're that. gonna have to fix that. Right? <laughs> we'll fix that because
0: it's one of those things that if you can't figure out what you want to drink, you just you just uh, chill some of that, and it's a perfect like straight up you know drink to sip. It's it's really a uh, it's one of those things where uh, I, sometimes my wife says, I think I want some grapefruit vodka. I'm like, okay, good. I don't have to mix something. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, it's just like, okay, good. I'll pour that right That's up a, for you. It's a little easier. Uh, yeah. But no, no, I do love the grapefruit. And I've had... Grapefruit vodkas from a number of other companies, and I will tell you, uh, Chris, they can't hold the candle to you guys. You guys nailed it with with Thank grapefruit you. Yeah. in a way that Thank I don't you. think anybody else has. It's- it
1: also makes amazing mixed drinks. We at uh, my household, anytime we're making um, Jello shots, by the oh, way. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, because. It- <laughs> <laughs> You can make a pretty beast of a jello shot out of this stuff. Have I
0: ever been invited to your house for jello? I don't
1: think so. (laughs) I think it's it's me and Bill. We haven't brought uh, jello shots to.
0: Yeah, me and Bill Cosby have not uh, have not had a chance to sample your your <laughs> I'll, I'll put Tiffany up to making
1: some jello shots okay, for
0: you. Yeah, yeah, I bet you, I bet she's good at that. So, um, so all right. So uh, before we go to the beer, what what are you sampling there? Which one is that? In? That's orange. That's the orange. Okay, that's uh, what do you think
2: of orange? Smells like tang. Tastes like orange juice. Yeah, that's great. little um, nostalgic.
1: See, it, I it love, actually has that tang kind of finish. I love to it. Tang. Yes. I do too. <laughs> it has that tang kind of finish. This is before the tang was running out, and then mom would right. take it, and it would be a little lighter colored, and she'd bring it back. No, you and it wouldn't be as good, <laughs> but you'd have more tang. But yep. <laughs> this, is so, this that's is. so great because
0: it's so true. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, that's so good. It uh, is. But no, you're you're right. This is uh, this is, you know, there there are some orange vodkas that really go for that sort of on the tree orange. Yep. Flavor. This is
1: different. This went for that. No, this is straight up tang. Straight up astronaut. And, and, and drink. In, in a great, way. in a way. wonderful yeah. way. Yeah. It's
2: tang made from real oranges. Mm-hmm. Isn't, wouldn't mm-hmm. that be a great little? Add That's right pretty here? awesome. <laughs> I, I'm
0: going to do
1: something here though because I have to try it.
2: Oh, little we'll mix and match. Are
0: you mixing grapefruit and uh, an orange or, and or lemon? All three. Oh,
2: you're making five alive. You're making a.
0: Do you remember <laughs> five that juice? Alive.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> that was. Now that you've discovered something here. <laughs> That forms like Voltron right there. Yeah, so, <laughs> that's, so uh, that's amazing. show
0: number one hundred and one. Yeah. We already know that smoking and toasting directly influences sales. It all started very early in the shows uh, in the show's existence, uh, back when the audience was very small. And uh, Ian and I would influence sales directly because we would sample things on the show, and then on the way home we'd stop and pick some stop up. Oh yeah. yeah! So that was influencing sales right there. <laughs> uh, but these days we've uh, influenced sales in a number of other ways, and uh, you know uh, our uh, our buddy Mark was just on. Uh, the hundredth show last week, talking about how he's picked up new business after being on the show. People that heard what he does and I, stuff, and, and I'm, I'm so proud of I'm him. So, so excited, new yeah. too. I'm
1: excited for him.
0: So I think now we're going to be influencing sales because he has come up with the perfect five alive. This is cocktail. pretty delicious. Yeah. And uh the nice mm-hmm.
1: thing for Deep Eddie is that you have to buy two bottles to make this drink. That's yeah.
0: right. So what did you mix again? <laughs> Tell me a little, a
2: little bit of this. This was
0: the lemon and the orange. The lemon and the orange, and it's. So pretty darn good.
2: It's so like you I'm, just made a cocktail. I
0: wonder what it would be with the long. lemon and the orange and the grapefruit. Delicious. <laughs>
1: just as good. Maybe. She's good. She's good. I'm, wondering if we, I'm wondering if we take it too far. But what I think would be awesome is ice and a little bit of soda in this. It mm-hmm. would yeah. Yeah. be pretty so, amazing. Yeah.
0: Well, I was going to say, I find myself wanting it over crushed ice with, with oh, just yeah. a dash little of Sonic it. ice. Soda. Yes. Yeah, pebbles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Sonic that's what ice am talking about. That's,
2: that's kind of the brilliant thing that they worked out with our products, is that a lot of our products are friendly with one another. So mm-hmm. sweet tea is really good with lemon. With it the, makes right. it Arnold Palmer. Yeah, perfect. Right? Yes. Peach is good with sweet tea. It tastes like Snapple.
1: Nice. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, like I, a lot I have of to our flavors something. play. Yeah. I love iced tea. Yeah? Yeah. I can't stand sweet tea. Yeah. What? You guys totally missed me on that one. Oh, it's that's a yeah. a southern thing. thing. Yeah. I know. And, and that's so un-Texas of me to say. Yeah. Um. So this is the one product that I just don't... It, doesn't do anything for me hey, one, i like okay, a lot of these okay. one out of one out of seven but that's amazing me- yeah, I'm, yeah i'm that one guy yeah, right? Yeah, 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 right i always get on sweet tea i well, enjoy it just like that
2: i will say they did like grandma's sun tea justice because mm-hmm. on the sweet tea all of our products are made with real fruit juice cane sugar right mm-hmm. a little bit of cane sugar for sweetness no artificial stuff in there right with the sweet tea they hit it with a little bit of cane sugar and then we actually use clover honey out of austin from good flow Nice. The Good Flow Honey guys. And so that takes our sweet tea to, like, the home level, it's if that makes brew. sense. Yeah, it yeah. tastes the way you want it to taste, and we're mm-hmm. using real tea.
1: Well, and I'll tell you, my wife does a pretty good job of drinking my share of it, too. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, That's, you don't have to worry about you it. You still have it in the household. It. <laughs> you keep it all in the I family. will also tell you, you mentioned the sweet leaf tea. You yeah. know how hard it is to find their unsweetened version?
2: Oh, it's impossible. <laughs> it's,
1: it's nearly impossible. <laughs> like, when I see it, I buy it even if I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. Just like, to keep hey, it stock. One.
0: I'm going to need this later. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So, speaking of things to buy, if you want them, if you uh, would like to try the Summerfest from sierra nevada you may want to pick some up soon because it won't be on shelves much longer as summer mm-hmm. is waning i did manage to nab some and i wanted us to try this because i don't think we've tried that many summer lagers uh, over the course of the summer and well i'm in sierra nevada these guys they just
1: do it for me they, this is such a fantastic great, palate cleanser great on great uh, brewers on yes. the vodka that we're drinking mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. this this is a good summery beer Oh boy, it
0: really does It, is it a has nice a little
1: culture. of that citrus on the back That I can still mm-hmm. taste even after the uh, citrusy Ooh, it's good. Uh, Vodkas that we've had
0: What I like about it And and this is uh, Usually when you go to the crisp Summer lager What you go to is something that's light Like it's good but it's light And it has crispness And that's what that's what it is This has that both the lightness and the crispness. But it also has some malt and hops
1: flavor to it. The that malt it really you does. don't always the get malt, from these summer right there in the summer the,
0: lager type beers, you
1: know? Right there in the middle of the palate, the malt really hits mm-hmm. me, and that means that I'm almost guaranteed to like this before mm-hmm. I even try it. Also, the mm-hmm. hops on it are used to just bitter the end. It's not a big hoppy profile overall. Really kind of enjoy this. Chris, did I just watch I-
0: you mix a little of the crisp summer <laughs> lager with some deep eddy peach.
2: I may have. It's yeah. really good. They're friendly. They're, they're friendly. Okay. <laughs> they're good friends already. Well, I
0: I it- would imagine <laughs> that if I were that if I were drinking the peach and then you know, uh, had a sip of that and then a sip of the beer that they would m- marry, but I never thought of putting them in the same
2: They're good together. It's kind of like a jammy shandy.
0: Okay. If that okay. makes sense, yeah. like it's yeah. got a I little. I drank bit of my acidity. beer, so I'm i past that, yeah.
1: so. <laughs> Wow, that's uh, I'm that's, that guy that mm-hmm. accidentally takes the shot before everyone toasts. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you're toasting with the empty glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're that
0: guy. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. Well, that's that's uh, that's very interesting. Um, I haven't tried. Your, have you tried the cocktail oh. yet? No, I oh, was I was so waiting for a discussion it's, about it's it. It's the so
2: Texas spice. It's the got
0: Texas spice. What does that mean?
2: Deep Eddie orange. Mm-hmm. It's got a little spicy okay. mango syrup.
1: I can smell the orange and mm-hmm. a sour mix. Mm. See, I can't smell the sour, it's but I can smell the, the mango and the orange.
2: Just spicy enough. Think of it as like white bread spicy, just a little.
1: I like mm. the I like the little pulpiness to it too. It's, it's, oh yeah, I, I you got to make te- sour the real way.
2: I can you know? tell you, you that gotta use real juice. The
0: only real problem that I have with this cocktail is it's really easy to drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, because uh, I could see I, I could see this in a tall glass and just kind of like you know, see using it as a thirst
1: quencher. If I was uh, ever to order this at a bar. And they would give it to me probably with a straw in it. I would immediately take the straw out because this drink would last about thirteen seconds. So let me just <laughs> the straw. Right.
0: So let me just say how much better this is than just a classic screwdriver. Like oh, which yeah. is you know, which is yep. the sort of orange and, right, and, and right. vodka sort of classic. But the screwdriver and there's nothing wrong with a screwdriver, it's a good basic drink, but this is so much
1: tastier, and I don't know whether it's the—it's it, more interesting. That mango yeah, really does the a lot mango, to do with yeah, it. yeah, it does. It brightens mm-hmm. up the flavor substantially. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. my
2: wheelhouse: is taking a cocktail, adding one thing to change it up and make it more interesting.
1: Now that no, I love the boldness. Is that <laughs> trial
0: and error? As somebody that was a bartender, uh, you know, for a chunk of time, is that trial and error or? Do you sort of learn what might go with what, and that's Do you where have a it comes blackboard from? with a little a
2: bunch bit of equations of on it. It does look a little Rain Man when I'm doing <laughs> <laughs> recipe notes. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. I was blessed to have a really good palate,
1: mm-hmm. so
2: I taste really interesting nuances and things that sometimes other people don't pick up on. And having been in the beverage world as long as I have, I have kind of a a go for what I know should work together, and then I just have to play with the ratios.
0: Hmm. Well, it's interesting you mentioned your palate, because I'm glad you're here for this show because coming <laughs> that up, is going to be coming up in one of our next segments here. A uh, a twelve point five ABV. I love it already. Uh, mm-hmm. Twenty eighteen release of Lion Share Six. This is a special release anniversary ale from Lakewood Brewing Company. They've taken three different. I'm sorry, four different barrel-aged ales and have mixed them together. It's 100% barrel-aged, but here's what it's 50% uh, Grim Shearer, which is the rye whiskey barrel-aged rye wine. It's 20% Grand Allowance, the Chardonnay barrel-aged wheat wine. It's 20% Thread Spinner, the bourbon barrel-aged American barley wine. And it is 10% Bourbon Barrel Temptress, which is their bourbon barrel aged imperial milk stout, and their Temptress mm. is good. Yeah, and so we will be uh, sampling that coming up. So I'm interested uh, in your palate uh, telling us what you think of that Love as we as we move forward. Plus more deep-edited taste, and uh, oh yes, I promised to tell you about uh, the new study, which has now confirmed <laughs> that Red Bull and vodka uh, yeah. causes fights. We'll uh, tell you about that <laughs> coming up. Smoking and toasting, and yes. <laughs> Big ups, big respect to Aretha. Aww. Music just got better somewhere, I can tell you. Mm-hmm. What you
2: want? Baby, I got you. Yeah, the peach. You this you know summerfest it is it's really Yeah, so you mix the peaches. If you don't if you want to try a little oh, trust baby me to try a little sipparo, it's a dribble of peach in that summerfest. It, it's more
0: Welcome back to Smokin' and Toasting. It is nice to have you guys uh, Enjoying the show with us this week We are brought to you by b and Butchers and Restaurant As always at 1814 Washington Ave in Houston And in the shops at Clear Fork in Fort Worth uh, Chris Soll from D Patty Vodka is with us By the way uh, wanna let this, want to put this out there um, now that we've gotten past our 100th show, we have several things we're excited about to look forward to uh, coming up very soon here on Smokin' and Toastin'. Uh, one will be the debut of a uh, very exciting new segment, which we announced uh, last week on the 100th show, uh, called Puppets Smoking Cigars. That's all the information we're giving right now, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I'm very excited about this. I think it's going to be groundbreaking. No one has done a segment like this ever uh, in the history of, of, of everything. So I'm very excited to be, to be breaking new ground here with, with puppets and, <laughs> and, and cigars. cigars. And besides, puppets are just cool. Yeah. Well,
1: you know, puppets aren't, aren't known to take a large market share of cigar uh, sales. So right. we might You're actually right. be boosting that. You're right. This this You're absolutely true. right. If you Directly affect sales. market. Yes. If you don't believe me that
0: puppets are cool, uh, go to YouTube and watch the video for Happier by Ed Sheeran. Uh, because the whole thing is a puppet video And it's awesome <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I need to tell you It's awesome uh, So that's coming up And then we have another thing I'm Very excited about this And we kind of laid the groundwork for this on last week's show But really, really stoked To announce that the Smoking and Toasting Martini Showdown Is on And it's happening it. And it'll be coming to a future show So here's what we're going to do We're going to take one mixologist Who is passionate about gin martinis, and believes that the only true martini is a gin martini. Yeah, we want someone who's someone actually snobbery. Yet? We, we yeah, the okay. the gin position we've got we've okay. got we've got filled, so we got a guy, uh, and then we want to face that bartender, that mixologist off with someone who is equally as passionate. That vodka is the way you have to go for martinis And we want, we'll want provide whatever uh, materials that they need We'll have them face off right in the studio And we will put a panel of tasters together for the show Which will include Ian and myself But we'll mm-hmm. have a, a couple of guest tasters as well And we will determine who wins the great Smoking and toasting, Martini Showdown. Very excited about this.
2: That's a good one because
0: because I, I run into this argument all the time. Mm-hmm. You know how people go, "Oh yeah, well it has to be gin if it's a real martini." Well, I, I <laughs> love vodka martinis. Like you know, so there's passion on both sides. Let's let's solve it once and see, for all. See, and I will generally default to a gin martini. And see, I it's it, like so many things on this mm-hmm. show. I would default to the vodka. You would default to the gin. So we sort of sit on opposite sides of the aisle for that uh, for that anyway, and it, it, it totally works. Or at least I think it works, because I'll enjoy drinking your gin martinis, and you'll enjoy drinking my vodka martinis. I'm, I'm sure, and and it'll it'll just all work out, <laughs> uh, all work out in the end. Uh, so we're really excited for that to uh, for that to get here. So, um, Chris, uh, tell me again what you call this um, this cocktail that I'm enjoying here. This is the this Texas is spice. The Texas spice in it. So it has um, orange vodka. Yep. Orange liqueur vodka. And it has, uh, what else did you say is in this?
2: A little bit of house sour mix Mm -hmm. and the Monin spicy mango syrup.
0: And so the spice is in the syrup. It's in the syrup? It's not an additional spice that was added. Interesting. It gives Interesting.
2: just enough kind of sweet heat, mm-hmm. that like jammy mango yeah. flavor.
1: And it's just on the very end. Yep, that is terrific. And you
2: can really take it up a notch if you like things really, really blow out the door spicy. You can hit it with a little spicy it's, tincture, it's, put some spicy salt on almost it. Almost
1: a little marmalade
0: Yeah, oh, really. You know it, that it's yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. It's that kind of sweet. Yeah. It's like yep. a, a, a almost like a jam or a marmalade. That's that mango kind of sweet. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's where it comes from for sure. Wow, that was that was a, a long a long can open and Ian's phone vibrating like uh, during the middle of it. It was kind of like almost as if we had planned it that way. Um, we're going to take another beer here. This is the uh, uh, the news release from uh, I believe it's the news release from Eighth Wonder, uh, which I can see from my balcony. They're right across the uh, right across the highway from me. Um, a fine Texas brewery that we uh, are certainly uh, going to have on the show very soon. Uh, I love but, I love the names that they come mm-hmm. up with. Oh, just
1: just great. they and, have they have a yep. new one called Hatery.
0: Haterade <laughs> see, I love that yes. and That's it's perfect. Brilliant. And anyone who's been in Houston like uh, <laughs> uh, knows uh, and and they they also have a tendency to be very Houston centric with their uh, with their names and their and their styles and stuff. now this um the procrastinator that we're gonna be sampling on today's show. <laughs> This is uh, interesting because uh, a couple of years ago, uh, the guys at Founders uh, came out with their all-day IPA. And I'm not saying these guys were the first session IPA, but I think they were the first one to really take the country by storm. Like Mm -hmm. That was the one that everybody went, wow, like this sessionable IPA thing. A very intentionally
1: sessionable. Right, Mm -hmm. uh, on purpose,
0: right, absolutely, and and brewed to be that way, and yet not skimping on the flavor because it is such an easy uh it's such an easy IPA to drink, but it's not something where the flavors are all, you know, muted on it. And so it kind of started this sessionable IPA craze, one of many IPA crazes, and I believe this to be um eighth wonder's um eighth wonder's entry into that particular style. Uh you've got an interesting look on your face, Ian, what do you think? This is
1: um it's got a lot of lemon bitter on the uh, aftertaste. It re- well,
0: mm-hmm. one of the things that the Session IPAs have a tendency to have is some kind of citrus on the finish. Yeah. Because that's part of what makes it um, uh, as sessional. Part of it, obviously, is the lower ABV,
1: but part of it is not having that big
0: sort of IPA uh, finish.
1: There's an interesting maltiness at the very beginning of the palate mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. It just... It just hits the tongue in kind of a neat way, and it's very fizzy as well. Yes. Uh, yeah. it's It's got a lot of carbonation to it, which is interesting. So so some of the flavors, I think, right at the beginning of this get a little obscured, but they're, it's interesting. And then it has this bitter lemon kind of finish that leaves you kind of wanting another sip. Yeah, it doesn't do the sort
0: of grapefruit citrus finish that a lot of the Session IPAs Mm-mm. do. Instead, it goes with that lemon bitter.
1: But that that maltiness right there at the front, it's like it's like masked a little bit by the uh, the carbonation there. But there's a little multi interesting thing going on right at the beginning of the flavor on this that makes it it's it's nice because it's balanced. So, it's just interesting. I, like this is an interesting and kind of complex uh, uh, well, liquid yeah, right here. Yes,
0: and it, interesting is a great way to put it because one of the things I want my session IPA to do is I want it to be thirst quenching in a way that. A standard IPA or a double or, or or something else is not necessarily going to be as much so. So the carbonation helps accomplish. But this that.
1: this ramps up that whole. You know how lemonade is thirst quenching when it's hot, but it still mm-hmm. makes you want to drink more lemonade. This mm-hmm. does a lot of that kind of feel mm-hmm. to it. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, it, this might be one of the more complex um, summer style beers or sessionable beers or sessionable that I think beer. I've had. Chris, what does your palate tell you about this?
2: Um. I know this may sound kind of strange. <laughs> <Go> <laughs> with
0: you're, a, it. you're on the right show.
2: Allegedly, it may have a little bit of a cannabis on the nose.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh that's the hops. No, it's <laughs> no. It's,
2: it's the it's the mix of the citrus and the hops. You think? Yeah, it's strangely this would be like a great would be a great beer for not skunky like yuck cannabis. Right. Like, not not the not great kind. But it has, like, a really...
1: We're going to have to do further research. Yeah, citrusy, I'm going to have to do
0: further research like, for sure. Uh, because I want to go back and see there. if I get that on the house. And
2: nose. it almost has, like, a strangely tropical fruit.
1: And I poured mine a like, little hard so I'd get a little extra head. Yeah, there. I was going
0: to yeah. say, I, I did that as well. Let me see if there's anything that uh, the can tells us other than the usual uh stuff. It just <laughs> it has
2: like tropical fruit in there. <laughs> yeah, okay. tropical yep. fruit
0: I get. Here's another reason I love Eighth Wonder. <laughs> because and I had not seen this They're until, not without their sense of humor. Yeah, I had not <laughs> I seen know, this until them. until just now. Uh, but you know, where so many beers like will give you this long, you know, and very interesting story. Which I do enjoy from time to time uh reading that on the side of the can or the bottle of beer. Eighth Wonder takes a different approach and I love it. It says procrastinator Session IPA, your official beer of doing nothing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Enough said.
0: I think I have a new favorite. I really do. Uh, I like it. That small uh, pop. It it is so interesting. Uh, Ian, Ian said it perfectly. There's a
1: lot going on in this liquid. For a session IPA. The, yeah, for a session beer, this is very complex. Like there's a lot of flavors mm-hmm. that happen. And yet it doesn't stop it from being And that bitter lemon on the end, I really enjoy that actual bitter mm-hmm. lemon on the end. It's such a nice thing. It's like it's like uh, you know, that little snap that you get on a lemon meringue mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. right. Only a little more bitter without, you know, tons of but sweetness. Even, yeah.
0: even with all that's going on here, it doesn't stop it from being Something that you can throw back in a thirst quenching kind of
1: way. It's like, oddly malty too, though. Yeah it's, just, yeah, it's like that whole front of the palate
0: malty. This is—I don't know if we've ever gone on this long about like a session. A IPA. session IPA, yeah. right? I mean, this is just so so interesting. Eighth wonder you. Amazing little devils, you. We uh, we we got to get these guys on the show. We yeah. have we've, had, mm-hmm. we've yeah. had that conversation. That's going to happen. We just haven't uh, gotten the schedule worked out yet. Uh, but I really like what they're all about. I really like their, I really like their brewery, and I really like uh, their products. I think they have, they have, uh, you know, in in a way, they remind me a little bit of Deep Eddy because they stepped into a kind of a crowded market yep. and totally found their place yep. and found their way to be different and differentiate themselves from. Uh, from the other things uh, that are going on. Okay, so um, when we come back, we're going to try this uh, this uh, what looks like a pink lemonade cocktail. What is what is in this now?
2: <laughs> it's prickly pear.
0: Prickly pear. Okay. Well, it, <laughs> it, it's just so. I'm pink a, lemonade. So I'm, how could it's you pink does lemonade. that not look like a pink it lemonade? It is. Yeah. Okay. So we'll get, so we'll get to that uh, coming up, uh, and we'll try this uh, this lion share uh, special release from uh, the folks at Lakewood Brewing plus. Uh, we will then wrap up the show with our segment from the Whiskey Social, which I'm excited to I see. I can't wait to and watch so, yeah, that. So that's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of fun. So uh, thank you for listening to Smoking and Toastin', and we'll be right back.
2: I love that procrastinator. That is like the lot. most complex
1: session IPA yeah, I've ever had.
2: I actually really don't like IPAs traditionally. Mm. I just don't. Too much just for not, They're
1: too hoppy, too bitter.
0: Too yeah.
2: hoppy, too bitter. Sometimes it just
0: Welcome back, my friends, to uh, <clears throat> Smoking and toasting. Uh It is a segment uh, number five, number five, our final segment of show number one hundred. This segment will include a little more awesome tasting and a uh, <laughs> a uh, video segment which we uh, put together from our visit to the Houston Whiskey Social this year. So, uh, by the way. Uh, a new study is out. I love I love studies about people who drink, uh, and, and this one this one is one of my favorite. Recent
1: studies show that people yeah, who drink yeah, get drunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you're trying to
0: save some cash after happy hour drinks, uh, you might want to stick to a glass of white wine, maybe some deep eddy vodka, uh, maybe some procrastinator uh, from uh, our friends at Eighth Wonder, mm. because a recent survey has found that people who drink gin are the most likely. To spend money drunkenly shopping
1: online. <laughs> oh, the results are in. <laughs> so <we've> all, <laughs> two days later, you're like, "What did I order?" Oh yes, man, Prime Day. I Prime Day.
0: It's so true. Like like I, I've I've been able to trace purchases back that it would arrive and go, "What was I doing with <laughs> what was two days ago?" Oh, Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. oh, two days ago was St. Patrick's Day. Okay, gotcha. When I, yeah, see, yeah. When I
1: see the UPS truck pull up, I go, not again, gin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what a, what a great study. On average, uh, gin drinkers who bought items in their virtual cart tended to spend the most at $84 $82.40 rum vodka white wine red wine tequila beer and whiskey drinkers tended to spend less in descending order i think whiskey drinkers are last cuz they're like yeah screw it i'm not messing with the computer now Can't I, work there's, with a, technology.
1: there's a there's uh, a website called reverb.com which is uh it's Basically all mm-hmm. all musical instruments And, mm-hmm. and you use musical gear right. And stuff like that I have a buddy of mine That actually has to restrict himself from that oh, yeah. When no. he's drinking When he's drinking Because buy, buy classic guitars and
0: stuff Because what happens yeah.
1: is That's not an $80 purchase That was an $800 right, purchase Right, right Pretty quickly Yeah, and that, cool. that does begin to add up Yeah, <laughs> you're absolutely right
0: Well, um, we are... Um, we are going to be shopping, I think, online after this show, uh, because we've had we've had some pretty good uh, some pretty good cocktails. <laughs> now you call this a prickly pear? It's a
2: prickly pear lemonade. I call prickly it a desert lemonade. flower.
0: You call it a desert flower, but
2: cause, just because it's pink, yeah, and it's pretty and it's prickly pear. But prickly mm. pear is kind of an interesting flavor that I feel like is underutilized. Well, this, you can would definitely, this definitely taste it better with a little
1: it's like umbrella. Like yeah. Like I feel like a little yep. umbrella would be. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. Here.
0: Well, it that, it's very interesting because I get more of the prickly pear on the nose than I do on the tongue when you actually uh, drink it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It goes down more like a pink lemonade. Yep. Like a really, really yeah. good pink lemonade. It's, this one is much it.
1: sweeter than the other one as well. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. This one has a lot more. Of that I'm glad you didn't garnish this with a piece of cactus, because then I'd be poking myself. In the right, <laughs> I thought about it. I thought,
2: like, how can I get prickly pear onto this drink? Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: So tell me again, what's in this?
2: So this has our Deep Eddy Original Vodka, a little bit of Simply Lemonade. I like to mix with that if I'm, you know, not in a bar or restaurant. If I'm at home, it's a great. Base lemonade mm-hmm. recipe to use. Mm-hmm. So, as a little bit of simply lemonade, hit it with a little extra lemon juice and Monin's prickly pear syrup. I think they call it mm. desert pear. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Not everyone knows. What I've the, seen that. I know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, but the color on that and is Monin's. You can intense. find
1: in the mixers aisle at mm-hmm. the right. Absolutely, because they have a bunch of flavors. Right? Oh, they
2: have tons, and they—I yeah. I, mean—they're also known in coffee shops around. The country, I'm
0: sure, the world. And if the uh, um, if the liquor store is alphabetically organized, it'd be same aisle about halfway down from Malort. So, <laughs> right. Uh,
1: just, <laughs> just so you know, uh, yeah. this is. But really that also delicious. puts uh, McAllen's and Malort pretty close to each other. Oh. Too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's something wrong with <laughs> that. Something very, very wrong with that.
0: No. Um, Chris, what is this a good thing or a bad thing? How drinkable this is. Like, like, I could I could mix up a big pitcher of this and go out on the porch and... Uh, and drink the whole pitcher? Drink the whole pitcher. Yeah. 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 Is that good or bad? I, I mean...
2: I think it's a good thing. I was talking... We were kind of talking offline for the show, but definitely if you caught the Facebook Live, I was talking about how I like to make my cocktails a little bit lower ABV. Mm-hmm. Right? Leave the... All vodka all the time to the martinis and right. you know bourbon sippers of the world. I like to make my cocktails so you can have a couple. So you can of have them. several, right? Without, yep.
0: without putting yourself away. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean so these are good,
2: these are patio they're fairly, friendly. They're fairly low <laughs> ABV uh, yes. cocktails.
0: Okay, that that makes total sense. Yep. And um, for you, when you're just at home, is that the direction you're likely to go? Are you going to mix a cocktail? Or are you going to be uh, you know, pouring uh, pouring some vodka straight or over ice, or uh, what what direction are you most likely to go?
2: I would say that I'm a situational imbiber, so mm-hmm. it would depend it would depend on what I was doing at home. If I'm at home and we have people over and we're in the backyard and we're grilling, it's yeah, it's cocktails like this. You know, a, a tasty lemonade, mm-hmm. maybe a punch, mm-hmm. something that people can drink, and then maybe switch to beer and kind of go back and forth or shandies. Um, if I'm at home. And I'm watching Mad Men <laughs> 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 or something that makes me feel nostalgic and oh, I might yeah. whip up like a pitcher of martinis. I mean, to me, it's all about the cocktail matching the mood of whatever it is that you're mm. doing at the time. Mm-hmm. I think that's an important part of being an adult and getting to do that.
0: Where do you come down on the uh, martini uh, debate? Are you a vodka martini person?
2: I don't discriminate. I actually like both. (laughs) Uh, Um, There are some really interesting complex gins on the market now Mm -hmm. that make gin martinis. Really cool.
1: Yeah. One of my favorite ones uh, comes from a little distillery in Smithville. Bone Spirits. Oh, Oh, yeah. They have a barrel aged. It's called Dirty Gin. Mm. It's a barrel aged gin. And and as far as I know, you can only get it at the distillery. It's amazing.
0: Speaking of barrel aged, Ian, I'm going to hand you that to open and distribute. And while Ian opens this and provides the appropriate sound effect, let me read you what it says. Uh, The Lion Share Special Release Anniversary Ale. A unique blend of four barrel aged beers. Did you get enough of
1: that sound? Effect? I got enough of that. Yeah, go for it. Ooh, Ooh. my, that was interesting.
0: Uh, it says here on the box from Lakewood Brewing, and this uh, bomber, by the way, does come in a very nice, very, very classic sort of decorative box here, and I'll show that to the camera. Uh, it says here on the box, we uh, uh, when we reach our birthday, every August fourth, we don't celebrate with just any beer. We proudly toast with our Lion Share, a unique anniversary brew that takes a year. Traveling from grain to glass Every vintage is different Pulling flavors from wooden barrels For a one-of-a-kind experience This year's anniversary offering Is one of our most unique brews yet Instead of barrel-aging one beer We kept a small reserve of our three most recent Legendary series ales in their barrels A barley wine, a wheat wine, and a rye wine Inspired by the three fates of Greek mythology Wow Oh, So, so this is like This would be like what I'm reading you now Is sort of the opposite of Procrastinator Session IPA, your official beer of doing nothing. This is this is where they go really into yeah. the story uh, and talk about the three fates of Greek mythology. With their extra time to mature, these brews mellowed in their barrels taking on the complex flavors of the wood while their own notes ripened. Our brewers then carefully blended the three beers together to highlight each one's Best properties And to make a great thing even better They added a small amount of our popular bourbon barrel Temptress to the final blend And then they say the result is a beautifully cohesive beer And uh, And they go through the flavors I'll let us uh, I'll, I'll, I'll actually uh, throw this to Ian To see what kind of flavors you're getting And what your initial impression is Of Lion Share 6
1: Well first off Viscous would be a good place to mm. start Mm-hmm. This is thick liquid right here.
0: See, this strikes me as like maybe the perfect Ian beer. (laughs) It's really pretty (laughs) close. It's almost it's almost chewable. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's a very high ABV. It's got those sort of um, those barley wine fruit notes like the date, the The dark raisin, and the dark fruit. Yeah, Uh, so this strikes me as and, and it's delicious.
1: It's interesting because maybe it's from that uh, American barley wine in there. It's got a hop note in it yeah, that just kind of sneaks around right at the tail end mm-hmm. of the uh, palate. And really crisps up the finish. That's like most barley wines have a more sticky, more yes, and this is not have that at finish. all. Yeah, this this is actually crisper and sharper mm-hmm. has a little bit more snap to it, which is uh, plus really on interesting.
0: the on the top. There's almost a oh, you okay, bud? Yeah, well, <laughs> spilling beer on myself. And uh, fortunately, Chris is here with the towel. See I said so. we need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I was going to say that there's almost a cocoa uh, 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 cocoa uh powder yep. kind of chocolate nibs. riding right along the top of it. It's very, very interesting. It is. It's like um,
2: toasted cocoa nibs I, I would have to
0: spill the stickiest beer lo- that we have, right? C- and probably the one you like the best. You can use
2: yeah. vodka to clean it up. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there's that, right? If Madonna uses it to wash her outfits on tour, it's good enough for the table. Yeah, well, that's it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought
0: that was just an urban legend. It no. Is that cleaned, really true. It Story. Inside and out. I mean,
2: don't yeah. use this. Don't use the flavored. The flavored ones, but- just, <laughs> Yes, yeah,
0: yeah. Use use just the standard. No, I, um, I caught
1: the little microphone. You know, there. one of
0: the one of the other things uh, about about this beer is that I feel like it's it's uh, it's one of the most drinkable twelve plus ABV beers I think I've ever tried. Like in terms of just like because so many of those you you take. You take that mouthful, and it's beautiful, and it's wonderful, and it's great flavor, and you're like, I won't be having very much of this. This one,
1: you know, as much as right. you love it, right? But this one this one seems to invite you for more. Don't you agree? This one, it's interesting because this actually has a little more carbonation than I would expect, too. Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, <laughs> it's very small carbonation-y kind of uh The little bubbles. bubbles the little bubbles. But uh, it's oh, interesting because when, sw- when you swallow, you have that carbonation little... Uh, snap to it as well. What is that on the tongue on the on the finish that I just just got it like just this last drink It's it's like a it's it's a very wine kind of dryness yes. mm-hmm. to it. Yes, it really is. Yep. It There's, really is. Uh, this would but be you a- get all the usual suspects. Like I said, you get the uh the uh the date and raisin kind of thing or almost yeah yeah I mean like
0: Now I would say this would be a great beer if you have a friend who's like, oh I don't like beer. I'm a wine person. Uh, oh, yeah. And you want to introduce them to beer Like really This to me seems like beer that a wine Aficionado would love You know it's got, it's got Some of the same characteristics that a fine wine has um, But man Is it ever loaded with flavor Holy
1: cow, that's good. I accidentally poured myself some. Milk. I noticed that
0: <laughs> I noticed that accident taking place. <laughs> the the uh, bottle just tipped over into my glass. So. Chris, your what does your palate tell you about this?
2: It also has that really kind of interesting flavor, that kind of mineral rich flavor that you get from molasses. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. the sweetness, but the kind of minerally like either. rich. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. sticky like that. The the sweetness definitely is very, like you said, date forward. Yep. Date raisin, mm-hmm. like dried fruits. Um but I I really like it, and I like the small pop. I like the baby bubbles in it. That little bit mm-hmm. of fizz, mm-hmm. it makes it, it very drinkable.
1: It has been yeah. It adds to the mouthfeel substantially because yep. a lot of times when you get barrel aged uh, beers in general, the 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 carbonation levels are much lower. Right. And when you get them, and the carbon the carbonation levels are a little higher, it tends to be a little too fizzy. But this like they just. Found it on this. It mm-hmm. has, uh, yeah.
0: It it's been really great, uh, Chris, having you on the show. Where we tried uh, this in particular, just getting to getting to hear you talk about this from palate sensibility. And I I wonder actually what our friend uh, uh, Christopher Hart would would think of this because he's got such a an interesting palate from from a whiskey standpoint. But he loves anything barrel aged, and mm-hmm. I think he would like this. He is the guy who is responsible for uh, a really. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, the top flight beverage event that anyone puts on anywhere, which is the Houston Houston Whiskey Social. Ian Ian and I were there. It was a couple of weeks ago, and it all went something like this. Uh, What a great time that was, and what an awesome event. I can't stress this enough. Uh, There are a number of... You know, beverage and spirit events that happen around the country. Um, if you have a chance to go to this one next year, absolutely do. It's one of the best. It, it's just, uh, it's just really, really well done. Well, this has been an interesting show, number one hundred and one, Chris, all from Deep Eddie Vodka. Thank you so much for bringing these uh, these vodkas on, um, letting us taste these uh, these wonderful cocktails. But let me also say, and you can pass this along to anybody there a big thank you to deep eddie for in my mind it wasn't really until deep eddie that i took flavored uh spirits seriously uh it, it seemed like a it seemed like <laughs> a thing you No, know, but it, it seemed it seemed kind of gimmicky to me before you guys and once i tasted like your grapefruit and the uh uh you know the the lemon and and, and then really everything in your lineup like it isn't it's not flavored in a gimmicky way it's kind of like ian when i think of it in cigars it's like it's like the acid cigars those aren't gimmicky flavored cigars they're infused in a really artisan kind of a way and they make sense sometimes you want you know just the straight you know mm-hmm. and sometimes you want something with the with the infusion and and to me that's that's how i think of deep Eddie in well, the spirit world
1: it's i think it's the reason like it always seemed like An afterthought before is because it's the quality of the components going into Mm -hmm. it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And when you have a company that's built on, hey, we're going to make not just this really, we're going to make this amazing. Right, right. And and they really set out to do that. I and think in order that, to
0: do that we gotta come
1: up with an amazing basement. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. And so they really made it out to make that sweet tea vodka amazing, which apparently they did even though sweet tea's not my thing, like <laughs> everybody loves this stuff, <laughs> man. When that stuff came out it was the hottest thing ever. And then you've added all these other flavors and after trying, especially this lemon, I'm I'm totally stealing that from That's you yours. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um But uh, you add all these other flavors. You can taste the quality and the components, and it doesn't taste cheap. It doesn't taste. It doesn't leave you with that lingering fakeness or any of that other stuff.
0: Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, Chris, is there anything in the works that you can tell us about? I mean, it's a full stable of products, but. uh,
2: I will say that don't ever count us out for creating something else, mm -hmm. but. Right now we don't have any immediate new launches. We're kind of taking our time to reintroduce straight to the marketplace or the original vodka. Because I think that it when we launched it, it just kind we you know, Ruby hit the market and then Lemon hit the market and then Peach hit the market Mm -hmm, and all these mm -hmm. other things happened and they were such a big deal that our our original vodka kind of got overshadowed. So we're letting people rediscover that. Yeah.
0: Well, when the time is right, let me just say that, you know, again, we have lots of Deep Eddy flavored vodkas in the bar at home. But one that we still infuse ourselves is pineapple.
2: Oh, I will so, throw that up the yeah. ranks. So
0: you can pass that along because you yep. guys don't have one.
2: Not yet. And
0: I will say that I have not found, I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I have not found another pineapple vodka on the market. That I really like Found it in rum, it's the plantation Plantation plantation. pineapple rum is just extraordinarily good But uh, have not found it in vodka So that's the one We actually use Tupperware We infuse it in Tupperware (laughs) I just pour the vodka in, usually the deep eddy Your basic basic, And then we put the pineapple chunks in And just let it sit until Really, uh, the period of time we have For how long to let it sit Is called until someone comes over (laughs) <laughs> and when it's someone comes science. over We go yeah That's I think, very finite I, 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 It's ready I, it. I think it's ready, it's ready. Yeah. So it's ready.
1: speaking of ready I just got an email I'm going to give a sneak peek of this No one has heard this Okay oh. Are you ready for this? Oh no You're not <gasps> going to play audio
0: over the microphone Are you? Yeah
1: I love the low res crappy Oh God, I just hate that so much <laughs> You want me to not do it?
0: Oh uh, well no You built it up You no, have you to now do it. Yeah here we go Okay, we have okay, a new that's show. So worth playing. <laughs> we ha- we was have a new good. show opened. <laughs> wow! Do I recognize the voice of one John Egan? That is uh, that man. He's what the blues uh, have forgotten. He's, a, he's just, supposed to be about.
1: He's just what blues sounds like. Yeah, that's yeah. just yeah.
0: absolutely true. Well, uh, so I'm excited about uh, about hearing that in a high res form uh, uh, on another <laughs> show. But but no, that was good. That was that was really. Really good. Uh, Chris, thank you uh, For bringing Deep petty onto the show today This is long overdue and we <laughs> should do it again And uh, we want to uh, We want to once again thank uh, B&B Butchers and Restaurant at 1814 Washington Ave In Houston and in the shops at Clear Fork In Fort Worth. Coming up, we're going On the road to Fort Worth. Uh, we'll be doing a show From the shops at Clear Fork uh, From B&B there. Uh, we have the Smoking and Toasting Martini Showdown uh, Coming up very, very soon. We'll give you more details Probably next week and then it's only minutes away <laughs> Well, maybe hours Maybe uh, yeah, maybe, maybe, a few days The debut of Puppet Smoking Cigars We're so excited <laughs> about yeah. we can't Hey, were you going to do
1: that Mumford & Sons IPA? Uh,
0: you know, I think we've run out of time for that So we'll try to get to that uh, yeah. next week Big ups to uh, uh, the late, uh, great Anthony Bourdain And uh, I, I think this really brings us to the end of the show So Chris, thank you so much Thank you. Uh, thanks to Adam on the Wheels of Steel. And uh, hey, everybody, look, we're all drinking out of Deep Betty Vodka glasses. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Ah, <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you like the jingle? That
1: jingles amazing. That was badass, <laughs> dude. <laughs>